powered by Cooper Parry, the rebels of accountancy, this is the No Ball Podcast. No Ball Podcast. Our purpose, to disrupt, lead and make life count. We help entrepreneurial, like-minded businesses to thrive across the UK. Your podcast host, Steve Whittle. Hey everyone, I'm really excited about this No Bull podcast. So today I am joined by uh, Robert Simpson, who is an inventor and founder of uh, Tipsy Tray, um, and also of an amazing company called Single Handed. And I'm going to we're going to tell you all about him very shortly. I'm also joined by an amazing entrepreneur expert. And uh, this is John Maffioli. He's the founder of HubCP, which is a entrepreneurial networking, um, I don't know, extravaganza. extravaganza. Yes, it's, it's an amazing network. And he's an expert on all things entrepreneurial. So he's a perfect co-host for me to have uh, when we chat to Robert. So um, first of all, uh, John, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Mate, I'm really good. Two things. I've never been called an expert before, so I really appreciate that. I've got feeling good about myself. And secondly, I'm loving the hair. It's like being on a set of Love Island right now. I know. Very I, mean, friendly. Yeah. I, I love it. And everybody loves a visual a visual reference on a podcast, which is, uh, which is really cool. Um, and John is, uh, is going to make sure that we stay on track with entrepreneurial questions, whereas I'm going to ask lots of questions about Dragon's Den, which will be um, relevant uh, in a second. Now, I want to introduce Robert. Uh, Robert, at Cooper Parry, we like to disrupt, lead and make life count. They're our values. So by way of introduction, please tell us you know, all about yourself and how you disrupt, lead and make life count. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting me join the um, podcast. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me. So um, my name is Robert Simpson. I'm um, the inventor of Tipsy Trade. Well, that's actually not strictly true. I redesigned a product and named it Tipsy Trade. It was actually based on a product which my late grandfather used for many years. Um, it was something that him and a friend of his made and it helped him around the home. He had a very drafty house. You had to shut the door behind you when you went to get the drink and um, he'd always bring tea and coffee and that kind of thing into the lounge on what was the sort of the original tipsy tray. Um, so when my... There's, there's legacy towards this. That's what's lovely already from what I'm hearing. Don't you think, Steve? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so I like that. So you you took something and made it made it yeah. better, which is great. Um, and your, your ethos for your business... Um, does it make life easier and does it do it in a simple and effective way? Now, did you come up with that? Yeah, that's that's sort of the um, the backbone of the business and the backbone of every product that we use, really. Um, not only because that's obviously a good customer experience, but it makes the business as a whole easier to run. It means we're going to have less returns, better customer satisfaction and all the things that make a, a business easier to grow and particularly grow um, worldwide. Fantastic. And what we have done is we've definitely skipped over you. How do you disrupt, lead and make life count? We have. In terms of disruption, I don't claim to be the next Airbnb or Deliveroo, that kind of thing. But we certainly thought outside the box for what is a fairly simple. Well, it's a tray. It carries stuff. It's I've not reinvented the wheel. Um, we went for a sort of a different angle. We could have gone down this sort of JML catalog, um, older person 
in terms of styling and that kind of thing. But we wanted to think a little bit outside the box. So we had a sort of a wacky series of different vehicles and um, using the tipsy tray way beyond its means for our launch video. Um, in terms of leading, um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a leader. I don't think the business is big enough for me to be a leader. Um, I've got two staff members. And um, but in terms of leading, perhaps I think it's important that you lead, lead in your own life. All through my life, I've been told to do A-levels, told to go to university and pushed in directions that perhaps I didn't want to go in. Looking back, I'm thankful for them. But now that I'm old enough and the master of uh, my own domain, you know, I think leading on your own life and making your own decisions is something that is important in business because people from every breadth of life will tell you you should be doing it a different way. And it's always up to me to actually um, do that myself, really. Now, I know that uh, I'm looking at John and John is desperate to jump on that because that's definitely entrepreneurial spirit. But before we get on to that, I know that you uh, showed your product on Dragon's Den and you pitched. And um, I'm, I'm aware of what happened, that um, Theo got a little bit out of his box with your product. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience on the den and what happened? Yes, so I went on the den. It was filmed in December um, last year and then it aired about six weeks ago now. Um, it was it was a really good experience and it was a really positive experience. Although I didn't get investment, um, I, I walked out of the den, you know, elated, really. I'd survived the den. I'd not been asked any questions, which I couldn't answer. They didn't tie me any knots. I didn't forget my figures. But it was only till after the den experience that well in the den um as part of the pitch i the producers were very keen for me to have a, a good visual pitch and, I, and so i had to swing the tipsy tray over my head and so of course we wanted all the, dra the dragons to do the same i did it successfully so i mean as soon as that happened i was i could breathe a sigh of relief the pitch was nearly over i'd not thrown drinks towards deborah meaden and uh life was good at that point and then the dragons all had a go and most of them were successful but it was Theo who um sort of stopped the spin half or almost at the top and that caused the tray to fall off and big loud crash and my heart sank a little bit and then the questions began and then naughty Theo yeah unfortunately he was in that day for Peter Jones um, I think Peter was self-isolating so who knows what would have been different if he wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Peter's Peter's much better. But uh, yeah, come on. In your opinion, job. Steve. In your opinion. In my opinion, yeah. The No Bull Podcast with Steve Whittle. Okay, come on, John. Get into the entrepreneurship. You know, get the get the detail. So, Robert, the thing I'm really interested in is obviously people who go into Dragons Den. I mean, sometimes I think it works pretty well if you don't get the investment, because when you when you think and hear of some of the ludicrous kind of uh, chunks of equity that people give away for such a little little amount of money, you're probably relieved because I, I understand that the business has gone from strength to strength, hasn't it? And you're actually you're firing on every single cylinder, probably beyond your wildest imagination, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even from the time that I um, 
even for the time that I went into the den to actually it being televised, my valuation has had changed uh, at that point anyway. So it would probably it probably gone up more so. Um, it was only after the den that I was speaking to the producer and I mentioned that I was hoping that it would be a, a Trunky style moment, yep. which, of course, you've interviewed Rob Law from Trunky. He was he was the very I think he is probably still the most famous pitch, despite not receiving investment and Theo famously destroying his products. It was only till I said that to the producer that I think it will be a Trunky style product to go on to great success and Theo will eat his words in the future. That he said, "Oh, that's really good. Put your tie back on. Put your microphone back on. We'll record that." So it was at that, that point I knew that that would be the narrative of this good product. Sarah Davis sticks up for me. Theo um, breaks it, and then at the end, it, it, I think it was a very fair edit. They could have made me look like an idiot, and you know, they let me defend myself to Theo, which was which was quite good. Do you know what? Sorry, Robert. So just to, just to say that, I'm thinking back to watching it actually. And, you're right. Sarah really was smiling all the way through, almost willing you on, wasn't she? You had a real fun in her. Yeah, definitely. She was very impressed by the Home Shopping Network in the US signing up, signing us up as a vendor, which yeah. I didn't really appreciate at the time was such a big deal. But she um, she couldn't believe it. And on the day of filming, the order was placed or the, the current order size was a thousand units. And then on the drive home, I stopped at um, for a coffee. And whether it be um, just good luck or fortunate timing or I'm not sure what, but HSN emailed and said, oh, we'd like to increase the order to 1,500. Whether Sarah sent them a nice email and said, give this young man a try or if it's uh, just me connecting the dots, I don't know. But, you know, the order increased by 50% on the same day as the den filming, which was uh, a nice surprise. Oh, no, fantastic. Well, you know, we know by just talking to you that actually you're so engaging. You're such a nice and genuine person that you're going to win people over like that. And, Amen uh, to that. Powered by Cooper Perry, the No Bull podcast. John and I are massive advocates for mental health and mental wellness. And we we see a lot of people who... Um, you know, would, would go into this and have, have that kind of disaster on telly, if you like, and then would possibly crumble. But um, you didn't. You went from strength to strength. So, you know, how, how did you deal with that? Yeah. What are the what are the what are, what are the tips you've got, Robert, for when you deal with the the sort of big curveballs like that? How do you deal with them? Because, I mean, that's a lesson for life, but especially for the journey, the very brutal, lonely journey that entrepreneurs, you know, choose to travel down. What's what's the what's the score on that? Going into the den, I had a huge belief in the product and huge belief in myself. And that's something that I proved in, you know, the, the, the pitch was 50 minutes long and I stood up well to the scrutiny. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned, I, I left the den super positive. I wasn't down in the dumps. I wasn't you know, disappointed that I didn't achieve investment. I was perhaps a little bit annoyed that um, uh, what Theo did, I think, fairly unfairly. Um, but in terms of remaining positive, I I said I, I, earlier today I walked into a room with five very wealthy, well-known you know celebrities in their own right, and um, got got as much as I could write. So I think taking that as a positive lesson, um, I've actually got the tray that Theo smashed in a frame on my office wall with a little plaque smashed by Theo Pathetas 2020. 
And I glance, I glance at it every so often, and I'd like to say something like, you know, it reminds me to stay positive, but actually I just think Theo's a bit of an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe. I, I might present it to him one day. Say that again, what was that, Robert, sorry? I, I might present it to him one day. Yeah, so, yeah hey, hopefully you'll be standing on your wallet, which will make you pretty tall. So, uh... <laughs> oh, no, that's... That's really good, really good. So looking at the failure and then building on that and then using it as a springboard mentally, it's fantastic. That's really, really good. Yeah. Powered by Cooper Parry, the No Bull Podcast. Can I move to um? Can I move to the kind of the growth end that you've uh, you've experienced? Because Robert, we're having a little chat in the office. Uh, people obviously get very interested, excited about the great people that we uh, that we that we uh, interview. And uh, I was really quite, uh, I don't know why I was amazed, but I was amazed that so many people had, um, well, actually, it wasn't Dragon's Den that people remembered you uh, from. It was seeing your product all over Amazon. So, yeah, what's, what's, the, what's, the, um, what's the situation with, with trading? What's happened? You know, what do you think, what's the business looking like right now? So since the filming was in December and we launched on Amazon UK in January, uh, January and February, and then Amazon US, which is arguably a much, much bigger market. Um, well, it's not arguably, it's 11 times as big as the UK in terms of Amazon. Um, yeah, since then, we've launched on Amazon US. That was in around April, and things have gone from strength to strength, really. And it's interesting, when I spoke to Rob Law from Trunky, back then, the, the den was all about opening doors, and I can get you in this shop, I can get you in this shop. This time, it's very much double down on Amazon because so what if John Lewis want to order 500 units as a test unit, as a test order? You can sell 500 units a week on Amazon and, and have yeah. triple triple the profit. Um, so, yeah, Amazon's doing really well for us at the moment, and that will definitely be our biggest market. And um, as well as that, we've got obviously HSN that will actually – They've placed the order and they're with them now. That will be on TV in the next few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how well they sell and hopefully get a repeat order. We're in we're in talks with a, a national or international distributor. And we've signed up a Japanese distributor as well. So it's going from strength to strength. But I think, I think Amazon will be the, the bread and butter for quite some time, as well as the tipsy tray. We, I am growing the business into... Um, a kitchenware, homeware products, um, all designed to make life easier for people. But I think the the tipsy tray and Amazon will will be our bread and butter for for quite some time, really. I was, th- I was, I was thinking of people in that community um, who have interviewed Eddie and PJ from Velocity. They're the Amazon kings, aren't they? In terms of uh, helping businesses on on Amazon, so much so they're one of the fastest growing companies in Europe. So check them out on the uh, community on the community page on HubCP and let us know if you want an intro because, as I say, they rocket rocket blast people's sales. Powered by Cooper Parry, the No Bull Podcast. Can you can you get can you? I know this is naughty. I always love asking this question and tell me tell me if you don't want to answer it. But have you hit a million yet? Are you over a million? What's your, what's your revenue? Um, to date, we're well since we started trading, uh, which was last June. That was when our Kickstarter ended. Um, we were on about two hundred thousand um, pounds in our first year of trading. Yeah. We're expecting to triple that next year, and that's actually in line with our forecasts for the den and the forecasts for our valuation that we took into the den, which is quite a nice, quite a nice feeling, really. But I was very conservative 
lots of people go into the den and claim, you know, five, ten million by year three. I was I said to them they didn't actually include this in the program because they focused more on the sort of the Theo Trunky angle. I was I'm I'm optimistic about the business and I'm not conservative. However, with my figures, I was quite conservative because HSN might turn around and say we didn't sell very well, but I've got the confidence that they will say, yeah, we'll order the same again or we'll order triple the size and then the distributor might order 5,000. And all of a sudden, on top of your Amazon figures, you've got these enormous orders coming in. So it's 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 a bit of a nonsense to predict that you're going to receive that order. So I almost, I, well, I omitted them and, and said that in the figures. And they did say that, you know, we respect that. We'd rather you came in with and were realistic than, uh, you know, pie in the sky with, with crazy figures, really. That, that's good advice there, isn't it? Which is always to never oversell certain key things that clearly put people's, pe- people's backs up. So I think um, future Dragon's, just, Den, Dragon's Den participants learn, for, learn from that, right? Yeah, but just make sure not to appear unambitious. Yes. You do need to mention it as before they jump in and say, you know, look, that's the reason it's these figures seem low because there's no way that I can forecast repeat orders necessarily. Or as, at least if you do, be conservative. But at the point of, at the point of filming, we were on our, only on our first orders from those companies. So if we were on our second or third in two years time, you know, we'd be in a better position to give much better forecasts. But it is a difficult thing, business valuation and, and forecasting. For such a for, for such a new company oh for sure and it's so new i mean this was dragon's den last year you know and um i'm really hoping that we will interview you again in a a year or two and it'll be and it'll be a totally different story um and for me but what is next what's after tipsy tray or can we not say or is it top secret um we know we've got a few new products we've got a product called pint sherpa which is a contactless um pint collector which means the, the either customers can carry them in a rack uh, it's, it's essentially a simple metal rack which focuses on the fact that a pint glass is thinner at the bottom than it is at the top so it slides in at the bottom and picks it up very simple product very cheap to produce well on amazon um, we've got a crank handle can opener in the works we've got um, a product called chop pots which makes chop using chopping boards and transferring food to um, the stove much easier and a few of these products we just reached out to our kickstarter backers i am not my target demographic i'm 29 years old fit and healthy i've not got arthritis i've not got back problems we sent an email and a questionnaire out to our kickstarter backers and said you wanted the tipsy tray because you have xyz tell us what you want around the home what do you struggle with a lot of the pe- a lot of the feedback <laughs> we just sent links to products that already exist to people as a thank you you know this is what you're looking for but we had quite a few good suggestions and from there we you know we started developing new products that people have asked for really it seems obvious but so many people well, think of a product yeah. isn't it that's that's you go audience. yeah absolutely it, yeah it's the easiest market research we can do you know we didn't get all the way to the end of the product line after all production walk around the streets and say would you want this and the answer is no we just ask people what they want us to make and and if it's viable you know we'll have a go the no bull podcast
Robert, just give me, give me an insight into what happens in your brain as an inventor. You know, it's one of those awesome things that I'd love to be. I'd, I'd love to be able to invent something. I can't invent. I can't invent shit. If I'm honest with you, uh, oh, no. uh, Steve. I'm an early I'm an early adopter at best, but coming up with stuff. No. What happens in your brain? I mean, have you got any really wacky inventions that are going on going on there at the minute, or uh, or can, can you not say? Uh, I've always I've always made things and invented yeah. things and fixed problems, and it it sort of comes full circle really, and it's quite nice that my it was a product that was made by my grandpa that he never commercialised. He probably didn't have as much of a probably an entrepreneurial brain as me however I spent hours in his shed on the lathe on the bandsaw making things whether it was fixing little bits that weren't available to buy online just fixing problems and you know when I have a problem around the home or I need to do something in the garden whatever it might be my brain jumps to can I make that cheaper and better than I could buying buying the tool or the part from the shop really I love it it's crazy isn't it? that's just entrepreneurship isn't it fixing problems that's, it is, kind of it is. it's the next it's the next level though isn't it um robert sorry just one thing before we uh b- before we go on to the final bit um in terms of you know the growth that you're experiencing and you mentioned therefore you know being able to predict stock requirements and, and that where do you be- where do you begin you know what happens if one of your suppliers next next week all of a sudden puts in a huge order how how you know how do you start to can i mean that must be a massive problem with growth how do you how do you learn how to, to kind of anticipate potential problems like that? Yeah, definitely. Cash cash flow will always be the biggest problem for new businesses, particularly new businesses that are growing. Yeah. Um, we negotiated, well, to give you an example, we, we're on our third manufacturer. That's why the Kickstarter was sort of technically late because the first one um, couldn't just could not make it to the quality that we required, which was important to us as a new business. And part of the product design is that we will we will never make a product that will break, mm. perhaps apart from the tray Theo, if you smash it into the ground. But the metal frame itself is high quality stainless steel. And, you know, the reason being we'll, we'll receive less customer returns, we'll receive less negative reviews. And and we want people to make we want to make products that will last a long time. I've still got the products that my grandpa made hung up in my office and that's. 20 30 years old and it's still being used that should be the ethos of businesses product design something that you not necessarily pass on to your kids i I wouldn't be that happy if my dad left me a tipsy tray in his will but it should be something that can be used by your kids or you forever really yeah so that will always be the difficulty so we went to on to our third manufacturer and one thing we did manage to do was negotiate pretty heavily with our manufacturer yes yeah, so we we approached the manufacturer and said here's the current deal uh, it's 30 percent balance and then 70 percent on shipping which is typical of china that's very difficult for every manufacturer and we said if we can get these terms which would be 30 percent up front and then 40 30 days after shipping and then uh, the remainder 60 days after shipping at the current rate we're selling, we can order, it, it was roughly three to four times as much stock in the same year. So it's good for them because they want to manufacture for you and make money themselves. It's good for us because we can um, obviously order more and meet the demand. And they said no. 
so we went back and then actually we're on a deal where um we're on a deal where we pay 10 percent upfront and then they're happy to manufacture as many as they can as long as they have that deposit so we've got tens of thousands in stock now which we can't actually afford to ship just yet but when we with our cash flow forecasts we can tell them that we will ship that amount in 30 days ship that amount in 60 days so we've got stocks sat ready there so if a distributor does say we want some then it's 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 ready and waiting basically so we got we didn't get the best deal from the manufacturer however with covid we've not been able to go over there and meet them we've not had that face to face interaction and that trust which is fair enough really but definitely it's worth contacting your manufacturer making a, a presentation making some key numbers and saying look if you give us these better terms you have to take a little bit of risk however we can order four times as many in the next 12 months if you work with us we'll work with you kind of thing awesome it's very people isn't it it's about you know putting yourself out there and you know you want something to ask for it which is which is awesome yeah hustle hustle definitely <laughs> to wrap up we always ask our guests to give us a 30 second elevator pitch it's very american let's call it a list pitch elevator pitch and um, so what i'd love from you is in 30 seconds um if you were to speak to new entrepreneurs who may have had a knockback like you did what would be your key advice um for them to to go from strength to strength like you have um key advice um every single business no matter, no matter what sector you're in will have knockbacks and it's how you deal with them that defines where your business moves from then um I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule. And if you are absolutely laser focused on where the money's coming from, which will likely be from 20% of your products. So 80% of your revenue is probably from 20% of your products. Focus on those hero products. Focus on where that 80% revenue is, which is for me is Amazon. And just don't get sidetracked and try and do everything at once. Just laser focus on where the money's coming from and develop that and nurture that and that will help grow your business with with the least effort i suppose i like it i think what's so what's so that's great advice what's really uh really key from something that really comes through from talking to you robert is just in a very nice authentic very real very uncocky like zero cockiness you yeah. know such a really nice such a really nice way but you um you're comfortable in your skin and you know where you're going don't you you know what you need to do you have complete belief in what needs to happen the fact that you said you shunned university because you wanted to pursue you know this life as a as a as an entrepreneur and inventor is is that is that a right is that the right summary of you robert uh, a, a person who's comfortable in their skin and knows exactly the journey that they're on uh yeah definitely i think so i mean one of your previous questions uh, was about how you make life count and I actually had a severe asthma attack, an acute allergic reaction two years ago and almost died from it. Wow. Five days in hospital. And that really made me reassess things and reassess what was important. And something I've done with this business is build stress out of the business. Ooh, I make products think... which don't break. I make products which have low returns. I don't actually see a product. I use third party logistics. My staff are based in the Philippines. So the business has been designed to be easier to sell in the future, which is the plan. 
but I've just designed stress out of the business, which helps infinitely with with everything. All, all business will have some stress, but if you can remove as much stress as possible, then it just makes your work life balance and just makes it a more enjoyable thing to do, really. Which in the yeah, first years of startups, always that, difficult. Oh my gosh, make life count by designing stress out of your life. I've never heard that before. The way you said that is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> we're, so we're, we're, we're strutlining that. That's yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I do trademark that because we're taking it. Um, Robert, I, I, Steve said something earlier about, you know, let's, <laughs> let, let's catch up every year with you because I have complete belief that this is uh, that this is a business that's going to make it. And wouldn't it be lovely if in, say, three, four, five years time, we'll get, this is what's going to happen. We'll get Theo to join us interviewing you and just saying, look, you know, well done you, mate. You know, like uh, like all entrepreneurs, you took the knock that I gave you, but um, but look at the amazing things you've done. That's what's going to happen, Steve. I can see it. I've, I've seen the vision of how this is going to be. But yeah. you up for checking in with us every year? Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. Well, listen, this has been absolutely fantastic. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, so we've had some amazing insights. Uh, what's your key takeaway, John, for for the entrepreneurs out there? Well, he said it. He, he said it 30 seconds ago. If you can if you can design it by taking the stress out of your business, then, <laughs> then damn, damn well get on it. That's, that's surely the no brainer here. Try absolutely. and take out the stress out of your business. Yeah, definitely. I think um, people people obviously recognise that stress is you know, it's part and parcel with starting a business. But if, if you can minimise that and then, you know, it shouldn't be the norm that a startup is extremely stressful and you're working 15 hours a day. You don't need to do that. If you focus on the important things and learn to delegate jobs out to other staff that take the time, you can focus on strategy, focus on development, focus on new products and the things that where your strengths lie, like myself, then you know it just makes things far easier and at the end of the day you're running your business to improve your life whether that's because you love the business or you want to be financially free by the time you're 40 whatever it is the aim shouldn't be to add stress to your life and so if you can remove that even down to the very basics of product design or who your distributor is or who your logistics partner is design it out of your life and and focus that means you can focus and, and be a better entrepreneur I, advice, mate. I don't advice. think we can finish a podcast any better than that smashed it mate smashed it thank you very much robert thank you very much john um it's been amazing thank you thanks everyone See you thank you for having me thanks Cheers. again bye now you've been listening to the no bull podcast share your thoughts Find us on LinkedIn and send us a message and subscribe to get notified of future episodes.